Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, brought to you by MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. If you like to bet on college football or NFL football, you need to really check out the website, MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. All right, on this episode of Sports Takes, Trey Blossman and I have some strong takes about LSU football fans. LSU fans, are they good? Are they bad? Are they idiots? Are they great? Are they passionate? Great strong takes from Trey Blossman and I about the LSU fans, and in particular in reaction to the football program. Brian Kelly's Tigers are 4-2 and two halfway through the season. Big matchup in Gainesville against Florida Saturday night. But Trey and I are going to talk about the LSU fans. You don't want to miss this. You want to share it with your friends. Tell everybody about it. Sports takes about LSU fans with Trey Blossman and myself. Don't forget to connect on social media. Don't forget MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. We're going to hear a message from our host, Anchor, and we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. Some hot, strong takes coming up about LSU fans Right after this pause, you are listening to Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. Again, I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Please share this with all of your friends. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Doing fine, Tommy. Doing fine. Glad to hear that. I want to talk some uh, LSU football, and in particular, LSU football fans. You know, uh, lots to be said. The Tigers are 4-2 and two at the halfway mark of the 12-game schedule. And the reaction by some fans, and we're not trying to put every fan in this category, but so many of the fans just don't have a clue. Trey Blossman, your thoughts? Well, Tommy, what amazes me, and I, I think I know a good bit about football. You know, I, I didn't play college football or NFL, but I've been watching it for a long, long time. I played when I was younger. I coached Little League football. Look, the talk about this coaching staff, there are people who want to get rid of Brian Kelly right now, and they don't understand what a major – undertaking it was to take this job because LSU had really deteriorated over two seasons since the national championship. You touch on it all the time when we dressed out 38 scholarship athletes in a bowl game last year, that was just last year, you know? And I think Kelly, who it's well documented that I was not for his hire. I didn't want him to be the coach. I wasn't happy when they hired him. I think he's done a hell of a job, Tommy. He, he put together a competitive team that should have only had one loss thus far. Now, the loss Saturday was a bad loss. But it was to a really good team with a really well-experienced and talented quarterback who, who's uh, been playing for five years now, his second season with Tennessee after transferring from Virginia Tech. Uh, it appalls me to hear and read some of the comments from some of these so-called fans who think they know who the starting quarterback should be, right? You and I both know this, Tommy. The coaching staff is going to play the players that they think gives them the best chance to win. They, for some reason, think it's Daniels. 
And based on the pass rushes I've seen, I agree with them. Most of the good plays we've had have been him improvising and running and throwing out of the pocket. Uh, I, I, I just can't understand how somebody has the audacity to think that they know better than the coaching staff who LSU's starting quarterbacks. Yeah, a couple of things, and you make a point. It was 10 months ago, January, when they dressed out 38 players and they put a wide receiver at quarterback because he played a little quarterback at the high school level. Okay, that's what where this program was. After the national championship, the next 23 games, LSU won 11 of them. They were 11 and 12 after the national championship game. So that's the team that Brian Kelly and his staff inherited. All right. So they come in and, you know, we know the bowl game situation. Then you have spring practice. And one thing happens with the coaching staff prior to and during spring practice, and I'm going to use a term that was used by one of the assistant coaches who told me in a personal conversation, we got a lot of knuckleheads in this locker room. We've got a lot of cleaning up to do. Meaning there were people they wanted to get rid of, whether they're going to tell them, hey, you go to the Porter portal. Hey, we don't have a scholarship for you no more. They had a big problem as far as they were concerned. So through spring practice and shortly after spring practice, they did that. They did try to eliminate knuckleheads from the locker room, which will ruin it. And I'm using the term knuckleheads because that's the term that was used by the current LSU assistant coach to me. You can probably spin that into some other terms as well. Bad citizens, (laughs) uh, not good teammates, and a few other things. So they had to do that. Then you get the signing class. Then you get the transfer portal. He had to rebuild a roster. Brian Kelly did. Then you get fall practice. Eddie Kennison on a TV show I host, the Skip Bertman Show, made a great point. He said, you know, when I played at LSU, when we got to August practice, he goes, I knew 85% of the players in the room eating the team meal. I knew all the coaches. I knew all the trainers, the equipment managers, the, everything. I knew everybody except for the handful of new recruits. He said, these guys went to August practice. They had to introduce themselves at the dinner table. Like, okay, where'd you transfer from? How many years you played? What, what's your eligibility? They didn't know each other. Okay, and all good teams have a love and a respect for each other. And this team has got to build that. It's going to take time. Brian Kelly inherited a mess. Ed Orgeron won a national championship, quit working, and the program went down while at the same time other programs, in particular in the SEC West, kept moving forward. LSU moved backwards, and that's it. He should be coach of the year for being four and two right now, in my opinion. Uh, with what he has done, with what he has, and a handful of injuries that they've had. But injuries happen to every team. I hate that as an excuse, and I'm not meaning to say that as an excuse, but it is reality and it is part of football. LSU fans, let me tell you something. I was a guest on a show a few weeks ago, an internet thing, and I made the comment that I said, Brian Kelly, Jay Johnson, the baseball coach, Kim I firmly and truly believe each of those people will win a national championship at LSU within the next five or six years. And I mean that. I'll be surprised if it doesn't happen. And it's three separate animals, but three separate things that a little good fortune mixes in, and it can happen. LSU fans, look, I forget who said it first, but the best thing about sports is fans. The worst thing about sports is fans. And fans is a derivative of the word fanatic.
So they are fanatical, and sometimes they're just idiots, and those are the people we're referring to. Well, Tommy, look, Tennessee was four and seven a couple of years ago. So turnarounds can happen, and they can happen pretty quickly. Uh, you know, we were decent before Joe Burrow, but certainly Joe Burrow made us a much better team. Uh, Hendon Hooker has made Tennessee a much better team. Uh, look, you know, people, it's expensive to go to LSU games. I used to have tickets in the Tiger Terrace. I paid my TAF fee. I had a parking pass. It's very expensive. When you, you boil it down to what you're paying to sit in the seat seven times every fall, it, it's almost ridiculously expensive. But some of these people think that because they pay for those tickets, which I did for many, many decades, they have the right to say whatever they want to say. And, you know, they do. But most of them are making asses of themselves, Tommy. I, I, I love to go read. I haven't read Tiger Droppings in years because it's populated mostly by the idiot fans, which I always said it's more than half of LSU fans. I think 90% of the people on Tiger Droppings come from that 50% of the <laughs> really bad fans. But I read it a little bit this week just because of the things I'd been seeing on LSU football talk and LSU recruiting and other pages on Facebook. And, and I'm almost embarrassed as somebody who went to LSU games for over 50 years. I, I know I've been to over 200 games in Tiger stadium. I, I don't know the exact count, but uh, I, it embarrasses me to see what some people are saying about this LSU program. Look, I think Kelly has made one mistake. Tommy, one big mistake. I think Miles Brennan should have been our quarterback. And I know he would be being more productive than Daniels is being. Other than that, the guy I didn't want to be our coach is doing a fantastic job in my eyes. Well, here's a great point that you made, and I'm going to emphasize it, and, and I, got, I got a great spin on it. I guarantee this to all LSU fans, the idiots and then the good LSU fans, and there are many of those. Ryan Kelly, just like Billy Napier, Lane Kiffin, Tim Rebo at Nichols, Eric Dooley at Southern, they are sending the best 11 guys on the field that they think best gives the team a chance to win. Offense, defense, special teams, they're sending what they think gives the team the best chance. Now, as a game goes on, do you have to sub? Yes. Do you replace a guy? Yes. Maybe during a week at practice, do you tell a guy, hey, you're not starting this week. You got to work harder because so-and-so has worked hard. And he's going to start. Yes. But every coach in America, including Brian Kelly at LSU, they're running the best 11. They think they have a chance to win. And nobody knows it better than them. I'm not at practice. You're not at practice. We're not in the film room. We're not in the team meeting, the offense meeting, the defense meeting, the linebacker meeting. These coaches know what they're doing. They're making a lot of money. And as Skip Bertman said, Brian Kelly is a Hall of Fame coach. When that day comes, he's going to be in the College Football Hall of Fame for his accomplishments from Central Michigan to Cincinnati to Notre Dame and whatever he does at LSU. He's a Hall of Fame coach. You've got to give him time. You've got to let him put his thumbprint on it. And I think in time, I'll quantify it a little bit. He'll compete for a national championship, and with good fortune, he'll win one. 
it's hard to argue with that. We got a hell of a class coming in. Uh, you know, everybody seems to be saying the best quarterback in the quarterback room is Walker Howard. Uh, he's going to play later in the season unless we don't lose another game in the next four or five. Uh, he can play three more games without losing his red shirt. I predict that he will start a game or two or three at the end of the season. But, uh, look, you talk about all the newcomers, and you have to build the chemistry. And when you play with a guy for a couple of years, you anticipate what he's going to do. You don't know what this new guy is going to do that you've never played with. Uh, it's it's going to take time. Fans are unrealistic. And, look, I think we should be five and one, and I'd be very happy with that. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with four and two. I didn't – my expectations for this season were not so high that I'm disappointed with where we are right now. And I said it after the loss to Florida State. It wasn't such a big deal because, number one, it wasn't a conference loss. And, number two, we're not going to play for a national championship this year. Had we beat Florida State, we are not going to play – in the playoffs this season, let's learn, let's build, let's strengthen, let's become teammates, let's look for the future, and in the meantime, try and win games on Saturday. Well, very well said. And, and here's the other thing. LSU was not ranked prior to the season. In the SEC media day polls, the guys who cover the entire SEC on a daily basis, they picked LSU fifth in the SEC West, okay? So, dear LSU fans, that, you know, this is not like this was the number one ranked team expected to win the SEC and be in the college football playoff. That's not what the expectations were for this team. And I think Brian Kelly knew that the day he took the job, that that was not going to be the expectations at this time. So just, you know, again, fans are great. You'd rather have passionate fans than not. But a large percentage of the LSU fans are flat out idiots. You know, again, he's going to run the best 11 guys out on that field every snap, every time that he thinks gives the team the best chance to win. There's no way in hell that he's going to say, well, you know, I really think Jaden Daniels is not really good. I really think he doesn't give us a chance to win. Then he's not going to run him out there. I mean, that, that that's what they're – he's getting paid a lot of money to win football games, graduate student, athletes, whatever, whatever, mainly to win football games. And people just have to be patient, but we don't, we live in an immediate world due to the internet and the smartphones and all of that. And we're all guilty of it. We all need to take a deep breath. Here's a, here's a TK quote, a TK original. Okay. And I want everybody to let this sink in and Trey, I don't even know if you know what I'm about to say, but I've been saying this for years. Here's a message for everyone. Please let this sink in. There are still 60 minutes in an hour. There are still 24 hours in a day. It's still seven days in a week. Understand that. This internet and smartphones did not change that. Things take time. Well, they do. And we are living in an era of instant gratification. That's what everybody's looking for. Uh, look, we were a long time between championships between 58 and 03, Tommy. We've been blessed. We've run three since then. Uh, which is better than most schools not named Alabama, by the way. Well, well no, uh, no. I, let me, let me, let me interject. If you take Alabama out of the equation, since 2000, 22 years, take Alabama out the topic here. No one has more national championships in football than LSU. No one. 
Period. And th- and that has spoiled the fan base, Tommy. Okay, well, look, Skip Bertman spoiled the fan base in the nineties. You know, and and, he, he made it hard for every coach. Yeah, and then Paul Maneri got a national championship, but they ain't got one since. You know, now I think Jay Johnson will get one, and that's kind of a topic for another day. But dear LSU fans, the passion is good, but be realistic, be patient, be understanding, and I think in time. A lot of those people are going to be eating crow. Yeah, well, I I agree with you on that, Tommy. I think the program's headed in a very positive direction. Well, Uh, you know, let's just let's just see where it goes. You know, well, be be, be reasonable in your expectations would be my mandate to all LSU fans. And just be reasonable in your expectations. And and my mandate would be: it's an old cliche. Perfectly. In my opinion, the program is in good hands. And if it wasn't, in my opinion, I'd yell it from the mountaintop. So I think the program's in good hands and he's going to win a national championship or or come damn close to that within the next five or six years. And maybe in two or three, I don't know. I'm trying to be realistic. I'm trying to be realistic. Like you're asking people and not say, Oh, we're going to win it next year. That would be an idiotic comment. Not a, I'm not an idiot, but that would be an idiotic comment. So that's that. Well, anyway, Trey, this has been a lot of fun on sports takes. Uh, we always have strong takes, and we appreciate people listening. I want you to share this with your friends, and I'm sure we're going to get some reaction in both directions from this podcast, but we appreciate everybody listening. Trey, yes, sir. we're going to have some picks for people later in the week, college football and NFL. So we want people to check out Talking Sports with TK. Trey, as always, thank you, and we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 